three, two, one, and we're live. Welcome back to Conversations With. This is your weekly update from the Beat the Boss James Smith Academy Challenge. And we're into our week 11 updates. So we have one more week next week when the challenge ends. And um, we, but so this is the penultimate week. We're a little bit short of the challenges this week, so we're going to be hopefully keep the podcast down to a nice and short time for you. And we're just going to jump in with our updates. Then we're going to talk about body image issues, um, your know, Instagram filters, and we're also going to talk about what health guidance is for your actual weight and how we disagree with that. So let's just start. We're going to start with uh, Lauren, who is still at work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, things are really good. Um, I really kind of buckled down and kind of um, now that work is full in swing for me uh, and schools are back open by me in the States, work has a more regular flow. So I could figure out like when I was going to train, when I was going to get to the gym, uh, you know, packing my food, like all that stuff. My days are a little bit more regular. Um, but I'm super excited between last week into this week. I have, I have this week at the last week of the challenge. Um, I'm three pounds away from my goal. So I, I think I'll hit it. Um, but what was really striking me is I was looking at, I hit this weight in January and then put some weight back on. And I look at the pictures of me now versus when I hit this weight the last time in January. And like body composition is just completely different because I wasn't doing as much with weights then it was more the diet piece and I just look a lot different I, it's not even better or worse it's just different because of but it's the same weight which is I've never had that happen before which was really interesting um but yeah just keeping focus for this last week I really thought for a while there in the middle of the challenge I was losing like a pound a pound and I was like I'm never gonna hit it it's never gonna happen but you, you really do just have to wait out some of those plateaus and just like keep ticking away at it and your body catches up and so I'm pretty happy about that. And uh, yeah, everything's done. Well done. Okay. Sounds like, yeah, you definitely get there. Mm. As far as my book goal, I wanted to read a book a week. So I was a minimum of 12 books for the challenge. That was like a side thing I did for myself. And I've done more than that. And this week, if I finish, I'm done with, I'm almost done with one and I have a smaller one I was, I threw on. It'll be 20. I read 20 during the challenge. So I'm pretty happy with that. That's amazing. Brilliant. I mean, some of them are not that big. They're like, they, they were not challenging books to like buzz through or they were like, just the way they were written. It was more list style or quote style. So it wasn't as tedious as you'd think. Um, but uh, yeah, it would, that really, really helped keep me on track for the, it really definitely helped with my motivation and keeping me on track for this challenge. Well, Lauren, I don't know if you listened back to last week's, but we actually mentioned that, um, we thought that maybe that as a goal is really positive because what you've probably learned from some of those books um, and the discipline of doing that has kept you on track with everything else. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think we all really respected that as a goal. Yeah, massively. So, it was just nice because every week when I started to have like a hiccup or something kind of hit me or like whatever, something I was reading would like hit that or like tap into that a little bit and, and even indirectly. And it was enough to kind of be like, okay, just keep going, you know, just especially when I didn't have people around and stuff like that. So, um, brilliant. Yeah, well, well done. And, you know, three pounds, easy work, as they say. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
as I sit here with, I'm not even joking, one of the teachers dropped off all these mini candies on my desk, and I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> but also, <laughs> thank <up>. you. Right. <laughs> Don't tell us that, because we all say, is there a bin? Look, Chloe, come put them in it. Right. <laughs> just, just the wrappers, you can leave the others. Right. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you, Lauren. Um, Nikki? Oh, um, so last week I, my centimetre to last goal, uh, I wasn't ready to celebrate because I didn't really believe it. Um, but yes, I've still hit it this week. Um, I lost another half a centimetre. So again, like, like I had a little bit of a platter and it just going little, little, little by little, but it's gone, which is exciting. Um, so yeah, I can definitely celebrate that now. Um, yep, definitely. And I definitely need some new work trousers. I found they, they kind of start falling down without a belt. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's that's good and positive, I'm sure. Um, what else? I've kept up my steps, so that's all going. And um, had a few long walks this weekend, which is lovely. Um, and pull-ups are coming along, still coming along. Um, yeah, not much of an update. I think. I don't know what to. No, no, not much to say. I've just confirmed <laughs> a centimetre ago, and I've taken another half a centimetre off. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I say it's not for half on your ears when you were in the the jeans out. That was mad. great. Unreal. They, I mean, they were never meant to be skinny jeans. They were always meant. They were the jeans I had a fit at because they were a size bigger than I'd normally buy, and I just sucked up and went, "No, I fucking love them. I'm going to bloody buy them." H <laughs> and M are a bastard for sizing, so they. I love them jeans, and now I really don't fit in them. <laughs> they really just. All down. <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that was quite fun. That was really fun doing that. Um, but yeah, now it does mean to need to stop buying more shit um, <laughs> to fit into. But no, it, it's good. It's exciting. I think that's a really good thing to do, actually, is, the, is the getting the, the old clothes out because Sam Payne did it on her um, podcast and she got them mm. out and it was like, oh my God, Like you've seen that. And I've seen other people do that since off the back of that doing that and it's like a real like sense of achievement i think yeah. um, you know to feel that you're you know you've lost that much weight and um, i have a picture if way back somewhere on my instagram i have a picture of of jeans from like two or three summers ago that were a size 24 and i'm in one pant leg and my daughter's in the other pant leg oh the great shot she was like i think we could both fit i was like yeah let's try it and we both like jammed <laughs> in so it was great that's amazing. <laughs> okay, cool. So, my well, well, yeah, well done, Nikki. Um, couple, a couple more days, and you can celebrate properly. Yeah. <laughs> so, Shannon. Um, I have surpassed my thrusters goal. Um, Yay. Well done. I have reached my target on Friday. And then I decided to go to Team Wad on Saturday. And I had told you what the Wad was, but I, we ended up doing 105 thrusters in 10 minutes. So my legs now, I can't feel them. <laughs> I didn't do any yesterday and I didn't do any today, but I went out for a walk today because I'm very, very hungover still two days later. <laughs> um, so I'm like wrapped now on my comforter, but other than that, um, no, I enjoyed myself at the weekend. We won, well, my club won the county title of our rivals that was going for three in a row. So 
there was lots of celebrations had on Saturday night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's... That doesn't sound like you at all, Shannon. I actually finished drinking pretty early. (laughs) I think I finished about three, four o'clock. Yesterday. No, on Sunday morning. (laughs) (laughs) Sunday morning, but um, I didn't get out of my bed yesterday until like five o'clock. It was so bad. Oh, darling. Oh, well. um... You've met your goal. That's amazing. I don't think there's been too many weeks that I've been on the podcast and I haven't been hungover. (laughs) I was going to say, you are pretty much resident alcoholic. I remember one. (laughs) I I was texting Andrea the other day and I was like, I feel like JSS made me an alcoholic. And she was like, no, Shannon, I think that it's just added to your problem. (laughs) (laughs) well you've yeah you've hit your goal so that's you know that's brilliant um, well done and 105 thrusters in 10 minutes it's crazy and that was the second part of the wad the first part was wall balls uh box over burp or box step overs and then gavel presses so yeah (laughs) Can't feel my legs. Yeah, I, I bet. It's, um, as uh, as he says in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Saying, you don't have any legs. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a, that's not a dig at your your height, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't think so, but now she does. Yeah. Well, although Shannon, Shannon, are you? Did I? Um, <laughs> Did I offend you the other day when I corrected you that you're actually an inch shorter than you thought you were? No. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm good because I'm almost five foot, you know, four or whatever it was. And I was I'm five foot three and three quarters. I was actually shouting you're five foot two and three quarters. <laughs> 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 it's, it's I can't find. Well, no, all oh. good. well done in your thrusters. Thank right. you. Uh, yeah, I've come to the end of my challenge because I started on the Monday, so I finished mine yesterday, and I'm happy to say that I finished on 1.375 million steps. Um, my target was 1.26, so I'm about 115 over. So I just kept it going last week, even though I hit it, so I just kept it going. So I think for me, for this challenge, as much as the side goal was to lose five kilos, um, it wasn't so much about been in a deficit of food. It was more about a deficit by upping the activity to see how that interacted with being in a maintenance. And it worked. So I was trying not to... Because I understand when the likes of Paul's come on, for example, and said that he's really struggling but in a deficit for so long, over 12 weeks. I didn't want to do that this time. I just felt I want to eat what I want to eat, but I'll just up my activity level to see how my body reacts. And it still had the same outcome, just by upping my activity. Um, so I managed to do the five kilo loss as well as all the steps and I think I'm just going to keep it going now I don't want to break it because I've now done day 85 I've done 17,500 today so I'm kind of thinking I don't want to stop now it's kind of yeah. I think it, it helps that Debbie's hitting a what's that? It's about getting habits yeah, That's massive yeah. I, I can't I don't I think back now to March April time and think how did I never hit 10,000 steps a day How how is that possible not to do that now um, so I don't, I don't know if I'll drop down to ten thousand again, but I'll be happy if I go between ten and fifteen a day. 
I'll just yeah. you know, keep chunking along at that. But Debbie's doing a, a side challenge for herself. She's trying to do 20,000 steps a day for a year. So 365 days a year uh, for the year. And she's already brought her average down to 19,000 a day. Um, so the fact that she's doing that, it makes me go, right, I'll go out a walk as well. Because I think you're the same, Nikki. 19,000 a day on Christmas Day. That's what she's doing. She's, she's doing like 25 to 30,000 a day to try and account for days that she might not be able to do any. Okay. So she might have a sick day or Christmas Day or whatever. So she's trying to help that average by doing that. And because she's doing that, it's helping me go, I'll come a walk too. So I ended up just going out for a walk and getting my steps in at the same time. But I'm wanting to try and take up cycling again because I just started doing that last year. And I think the steps will have to take an impact on something if I start doing the cycling. So Unless well, I'm just... Hmm? Unless you get a flat. <laughs> yeah, just walk on down the stairs. <laughs> I honestly thought unless... No, no, I mean a flat Oh, yeah, flat tire. I thought you meant to get a Honestly, flat thought, unless you get fat. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, I was no, going to. No, I'm not that cruel. This <laughs> is. <laughs> no, a flat tire. Sorry. Unless you get fat and can't move off your fat arse. Yeah, you're right. Unless I got a flat, yes. Flat. Flat. I thought you meant an apartment flat. No, no. They don't need to walk. <laughs> no, but I think you know, losing your five kilograms, still being at maintenance, you know, you've you've proved that for yourself. Then that's yeah, brilliant. And you, it was tough know. to it was still tough to do because as we all know, I had that that week where I just didn't want to do anything. I just felt like shit, and I had a week off from my holiday as well where I didn't do the gym, but I still did my steps. So I'm only eight workouts behind for the 48 that I wanted to do throughout the, um, the 84 day challenge. So I've averaged about three and a half workouts a week, which I'm, I'm more than happy with. I'll take that. That's so brilliant, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's like you said, you've built those habits now, so. Yeah. So I'm having a beer to celebrate. Hey. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, my update. Um... This challenge, I've not been consistent at anything. Um, I have lost some weight. You know, I have got, you know, I feel like I'm on top of like CFD. It's probably my my win, but workouts have been terrible. I've been seeking new challenges, seeking new things to motivate me. I mean, I've been to boxing every week and I'm, you know, I'm loving doing that, but last week was mentally was really tough for me. I went to some tough places last week. I dealt with some stuff in my life that I had to deal with. And, um, you know, I felt that it kind of all aligned with starting work today was kind of just closing a lot of doors and starting a, start being able to start afresh. So kind of written off the challenge, you know, a little bit, but I had, I, I dealt with a lot of stuff. I achieved quite a lot last week. It just meant I had to go to some tough places um, but the support that I got from from everybody, um, you know, the check-ins from from you all, the tough messages from Paul, like go out for a walk, you see you and um, you know, listening to a Joe Rogan podcast about um, wrongful conviction, just that actually listening to that podcast put a lot of things in perspective. Um, and 
you know, that, that kind of helped. And each day I felt like I was slowly coming back out the other side. Um, you know, I had a really relaxing weekend. I weighed myself this morning and I put on five kilograms, but I think that must be, that must be water weight and, you know, kind of, you know, maybe just, you're holding on to a lot of stuff. So I'm sure that'll, that'll come back down, um, you know, throughout this week. Um, but I am in a much better place today. Um, what last week did do for me, though, was it got my steps back up and it made me realise just how good walking is. We discussed that, I think, last week yeah. on the podcast. And I've kept that going today. You know, made sure I got out for my walk this morning, went out for a walk at lunchtime, you know, when I was back at work. Um, yeah, but I feel mentally clear to go and deal with, you know, going forward now. So um, that's my kind of focus for this week is just to be not going to be too tough on myself for the next couple of weeks I'm going to just because I feel like I always go all or nothing and it's always got to be big and you know chunky and it's like do you know what let's just try and you know like Chris like you know Lauren with the reading and it's just trying to create some consistency um, and create good you know good habits so yeah I've got the Daily Stoic to read courtesy of Nikki and that's going to help me build a habit Um you know, inspired by Chris to do my steps and get out every morning and, you know, go and see the sunrise. And it's all those, those things. It just makes you realize that, you know, there's, there is beauty in a lot of things in life and, you know, standing on top of the hill in the morning and seeing the sun come up over the, over the city. And, you know, that, that was quite, is magical the right word? Yeah. Why not? Let's use yes. that word. It's, um, you know, it's just seeing those, those simple things. And then, sitting on the top and reading reading that one page of Daily Stoic and then getting on and coming back down and getting and I was in the right frame of mind to, to go and tackle the day at work, my first day back at work. So yeah, that's it, it was it was a really tough week. You know, I was I was close to tears at some point. I was felt like I was you know under a lot of rejection and you know that then pending doom and I I didn't deal with things the right way. Some days I went out and got absolutely smashed again and and I had to really sort of grab hold of myself on Friday and was like, right, no, there's, yeah. And I got a lot of positive comments from you guys about how I was treating myself, like viewing myself wrongly. And, you know, but I also think I'm a great believer that sometimes weeks like that I sent, or, you know, maybe the last three or four weeks it was sent for the right reasons. Um, and maybe it was all meant to line up with today of the, the new bag, the new pencil case, the big restart. Um, so yeah, I'm, I feel ready to go and take it on slowly and steadily this time. I think the good thing is as well, though, Alice, you've got to think if this happened, if that wobble you had last week and the, the dark place you had to go to last week happened 12 months ago, would you have got out, out of it as quick as you did this time round? So you've, you've came a, a further journey now to be able to get out of that kind of turn down quicker. Absolutely. And if it happened 12 months ago, you might have been in that for a month rather than a week. Yeah, no, you're also, right. Consistency, look at the podcast that you've started yeah. and kept going. Look at how much you've come along in your business. The words, look at your emails. Those are yeah. the things that you've done. And all you of can't us speaking once there. a week. Yeah. All of us speaking every single week. We're all in a group chat now. You created that. You, you made that yeah. happen. And we, we now know more people within GSA and further afield because of what you created. Yeah, some of us are having to go up to fucking Edinburgh <laughs> to see these bastards. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Which will be epic. Be oh, I know. No, no, John's no. up there at the moment. 
Um, yeah, that, <laughs> so all you've that done was, a huge amount. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm always quite good at doing things sometimes and not realising that I'm sometimes I'm doing it for myself. But yeah, you guys sort of pulled me on it and was like, you're so critical of yourself. I expect the best of myself all the time and sometimes I don't realise what I'm doing. Um, and that was my the biggest learning for myself was actually I'm 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 okay, yeah. I've got I, I can I believe in myself. I'm confident. There's lots of good things going on. It was, you know, I just think I had to get, and it wasn't just so much. I just had some stuff I needed to deal with in order to move forward. Like I said, I had to close those doors. Mm-hmm. And, so, um, and I'm and I and I closed them and it, I closed them in quite a eventually in in an adult way, and it was. It was quite calming to do that. It was quite like, okay, do you know what? We're ready to, to start the next chapter. Um, closure. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly what, yeah, it was a bit of closure and some stuff. And, yeah. you know, the, what the future will bring, who knows? But, yeah, I'm just going to go about my life and keep doing the stuff I was doing, you know, take a lot of the learnings. It wasn't all, you know, doom and gloom about what I thought about the challenge, but I just felt that probably actually the, I've, my biggest win in the challenge is I've learned to be okay with me. Yeah. Hey, that's a pretty fucking epic one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it's a big thing to achieve. It's not yeah. the. It's not always about your your body or your weight or you know, sometimes there's yeah get get that right and yeah so yeah ready ready to take on the world. I said at the start of this challenge, it ended up being more of a mental challenge for me than anything and I've met my thrusters during it but it's been more of a mental journey this challenge than anything mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and I've always spoken about that but I don't think I've ever spent so long you know because it's been a bit each week it's been there bubbling away I don't think I've spent so long working on that and, and battling myself sometimes I mean I, I went for a swim yesterday and I can swim I can do open water swimming. I've done, you know, five kilometers open water. I've done 700 meters in. I, had, I was starting to have a panic attack. The, I, had, I was, my brain, one half of my brain was saying, and this is pretty dark thought, was today is the day you die. You will drown in this water today. And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> the other half of my brain was saying, no, you won't. And then I was like, okay, pulled my toe float take some breaths and I just thought get out of the water you know don't push that thought because sometimes I'll push that dark thought and I'll push the dark thought but I was like do you know what today is not your day to be in this water swimming it was get out and and, because otherwise would I go back whereas I got Mm -hmm. out understood it yeah and I felt fine afterwards it was just, it was a combination of things. My stroke wasn't too great. I wasn't, you know, I had much sleep. You know, I'd had a real tough week. You weren't in the place for it, but you carried on and you did it anyway. Yeah, definitely not in the place. I didn't realise I wasn't in the place till I was in there. Mm. Till I was in 60 metres deep water. But uh, maybe you, maybe it was a realisation. Yes, you could, you could die in here today, Alistair, but... Let's let's not make that happen. Uh, it wasn't I wanted to. It wasn't I thought of it. it was just, <laughs> I was having this internal dialogue, and I, I was like, right, logical sense. 
hold your toe float, take some take deep breaths, focus on what's around you, and remind yourself you can swim. You're actually a competent swimmer. So why would you drown in here today? You wouldn't. But what you just said sounds really interesting. It's exactly how I feel when I get in the period of anxiety. I can have logical. I'm very brain has always been scientific a cold hard fact that's it accept it move on there's a logical side of my brain that says you don't need to worry about this that's not going to happen or you can't control it so don't fucking worry but then anxiety goes oh well and but logically i can tell myself there's no need for that like logically you're saying i'm not going to drown i know how to swim but it, yeah it gets in a taxi and uh, yeah paul said no, something great. Said, james and ferris had on the latest fair points podcast doesn't mm-hmm. it about like the sharks and water versus skateboarding. I didn't know. I've not caught up with them yet. Oh, okay, then I'll spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. And Paul said something great, isn't it? It's about feeling it. You can't. It's not always about avoiding it. It's about accepting it. Sort of letting yourself feel it. Like you realizing you're in that place that you're not quite prepared. You're not quite ready to swim. But going right. Okay, that's enough. I've done. I'm out. It's, yeah, that's just interesting. But. Yeah, but, and it, but it was also, I took that as, yes, you have been very stressed this week. Yes. Put you in that probably telling place. you to stop. Yeah. It was like, actually, and then I went and just did some completely, I went for lunch, I went for a walk. Yeah, I didn't feel this anxiety afterwards. I thought I was mm. going to feel it all day. I didn't. It was almost like a, a release at that point. That's you good. Know. It's your body telling you to stop then, isn't it? So Yeah. And I just went Listen. and had a peaceful afternoon, walked through the sunshine. Um, oh, that's great. So, yeah. It's, uh, I, you know, so as much as I'm like, oh, this challenge has been a mess up, it's not. I've, you know, Hasn't. I've, I've had some massive learnings and, you know, that's what it's about sometimes. You know, and, and I have lost the weight. Well, if, if this five kilograms of water weight disappears, I've suddenly appeared overnight. But that was, uh, that doesn't help you. Fucking <laughs> It's, um, it's, um, you know, when you're feeling you're feeling like that and you're like, oh just you know, finding an excuse not good. Mm. So Rhiannon's joined us again, um, because Rhiannon was our inspiration for our topic of discussion. Um so Rhiannon, we've just given our <laughs> um our updates on kind of where we are with the with the challenge. Um do you want to give a bit of an update where you are with your kind of journey and yeah, um, well, to be fair, the thing I was doing like ran parallel with the challenge, so I'm at the end of that as well. Um, and actually, similar to you, like it's been more about learning that I'm in a better place and how to handle different things more so than actually weight loss this time. Um, although I have lost some weight, although if I stand on the scales today, it doesn't tell that story, but I've just had a week off on holiday. So I'm okay with that. Um, and I enjoyed every single calorie that I ate and I wouldn't even be able to tell you how many that was. So maintenance. <laughs> it was maintenance. Yeah. So I like, I didn't track, but I averaged at maintenance. Um, but the difference being I got back off holiday um Saturday went to the gym yesterday went to the gym today started tracking my calories again today which actually if I go back 10 12 weeks I probably wouldn't have done 
So I'd say that's a massive win for me is actually just being able to just get straight back on it, enjoy the times that I want to enjoy and then counteract that. Because I remember the challenge I did around my birthday. It took me three weeks to get back to doing workouts and counting calories and actually to be able to just do that flip straight back into that was really positive um, well done yeah because you should be able to go away and enjoy your holiday yeah for sure you know and you know it's it looked like an awesome holiday um, i just did nothing but eat and drink <laughs> and, perfect and you spent time with you as well huh spent time with your mum and dad yeah hang on i don't know who you were saying yet today <laughs> Shannon, nobody's listening. I didn't hear what she said. I said you talked me and Nucky with you as well. Oh, I did, yeah. <laughs> um, and they really enjoyed it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, we went on some walks and we did some touristy stuff, and I used them as my weights. It was great. <laughs> yeah, I remember you saying you were going to take. You're like sports kit and stuff and, mm -hmm. and do some running, did you? Or I didn't run, um, but I absolutely smashed the steps. Um, it was really funny because my dad's got the same watch as me and I moan all the time about it being really tight on giving you steps, as Shannon will know. Yeah. Um, and my mum's got a Fitbit, so we're there and we're walking exactly the same, you know, maybe strides a bit different, so you'd expect a little bit different. And my mum's like 5,000 steps ahead of us every day. So me and my dad pick up on like vibrations and everything. Like you yeah. can move the arm and it's just picking up a step. It's mad. So um, me and my dad started going on sneaky walks while she wasn't looking. And <laughs> trying to average out, average out the steps. So she'd be in a shop queuing for something and we'd be walking around the square, like <laughs> trying to get our steps up. So that was really positive. I love that. That's brilliant. <laughs> Um, yeah. bit of, a bit of family competition <laughs> she still beat us but that's just because she's got a Fitbit yeah my dad replaced his Fitbit with another Fitbit and I was just like oh dad I think my dad did what I did last week so he bought, bought a 65 inch TV, bought a Google Chrome <laughs> took out BT Sport um, and upgraded his Fitbit and I was just like Somebody's obviously had a little reward with his pension. <laughs> <laughs> and then my inheritance. How dare you? <laughs> You'll inherit a Fitbit, a 65-inch... <laughs> exactly. <program. laughs> yeah. um, well, well, I'm glad you had a good time, Shannon. Um, Shannon, Rhiannon. Shannon <laughs> had a good time, too. Yeah, Shannon, I'm glad you had a good time. I'm glad you had a good time, Nikki. <laughs> um, oh, thank you. So... Um, Rihanna, maybe you can kind of kick off our our discussion. Um, kick off being a really good word there. Yeah, because <laughs> we you know, we, we said that your know, body image, um, you know, um, and also we picked up on the on like and um, what the health authorities tell us our weight should be. But um, your your, your post and um, your story um, was the kind of kick off for that. So. Do you want to um, share with the world? Oh, I don't know if I'm ready to talk about it yet. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, like I, while I was on holiday, 
I decided to order myself some new gym wear because there was a, a sale on. Um, and I should probably learn from my own mistakes because I've ordered stuff from them before and it's not been quite right, but it's never been that bad. Um, but I got home and, and bearing in mind, I'm, I'm holding a little bit of holiday water weight. I wouldn't say it's a lot. Um, I tried on my, my protein sports bra order and well, the only way, like if you've seen a video of a sausage being stuffed, like that was what it looked like me trying to get this sports bra on. You're a beautiful sausage. I, I, I mean, I'm the you best. a beautiful sausage. But like, That's if, like you guys only saw it once it was on, like the struggle of me trying to get it on was real. Um, and I think for me, if I wasn't in such a strong place mentally, that could be enough to throw off my whole journey because I know I'm an extra large. I know I'm blessed in certain areas, but big I hands. be able to show you get big hands. Right? Yeah. Big personality. Big hands. <laughs> um, but I should be able to wear something that is extra large, something that's true to size, something that like every other shop I shop in an extra large sports bra fits or like is a little bit snug, but I can get it on relatively easily. My protein, the only thing I can say is it must be a small, <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. And like I said, I know it's them and not me. It's one of those typical breakout lines. It's not, it's not me. It's you. It's not you. It's me. I don't know, but yeah, no, so you should never say that in a breakup. It's not, it's not me; it's you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got to be honest with these things. Yeah, um, yeah. So I know it's them, and and luckily I'm in a really good headspace. I've got people around me that will tell me if I am getting fat. Like, <laughs> so I'll call you a beautiful sausage. That's yeah, call me a beautiful life. sausage. Um. It's not the worst thing I've been called in, <laughs> in my time. Um, but yeah, it was it was just, it was awful. And I think it highlights a lot of things, like women's clothing sizes anyway, I'm sure the others will agree, are awful. Um, yeah, like someone who's things. trying to do a fitness journey, that could be enough to put someone off and, and that's ridiculous. Um, and I'll stop talking in a minute, but it, it got worse. Um, so I put my rant up on Instagram, I tagged them in it so that they knew that I wasn't happy. And they had the audacity today to just respond with a love heart. They've clearly not read it. They've just went, oh, yeah. someone's mentioned in a story, let's like that. That's basically yeah, all Yeah, and done. I think if you're going to take the time to respond to an Instagram story, yeah. Pay attention. look at what you're responding to. Because in my story it says, my protein, making women feel like sausages, like you know, that's not a positive thing. And for them to put a love heart, it's one of two things. Either they're really happy that I don't fit into an extra large or they've just not bothered to read it. And both scenarios are awful. Mm. So I did send them back my wrath and we'll see what they, they say. So um, I wonder if, have you, and I'm not using trying to use some weight behind a man that's got a lot of followers, but have you tagged James or Dylan in it? No. Because you want my protein to come fucking down, the JSA community will rally. Yeah. 
you know, the 22,000 members, we're already, I've seen and heard things. They've rallied already. <laughs> you know, sending things like Tupperware with human feces in to companies. I don't know if it's that serious. So, yeah, I would, um, you don't need, we don't need to get James Adirin involved, but, um, you know, I think the JSA community can rally with a, a few resharing of that post or you know because it's not that is not right there should be a common sizing between a sports company and a normal clothing company and a fashion brand you know, it should just be standard so that you know what if you choose a size that's what the sizing is because people are making it up wasn't it corny yesterday shared about the size after size 10 in different countries and how they photoshop the one woman mm. to like mm. form to the different yeah. sizes. Yep. Each country. It happens in so many shops. So it's, there's so many high street brands like that. Well, and then like, I know here in the US, um, do you guys have Lane Bryant? Do you have that brand overseas for the women? It might be just a US brand. So what they did, they thought they were being clever is that like they knew women didn't want to walk in a store and say, Oh, I'm a size 24 oh, I'm size 28. So they created a curvy line where they made their own sizes up. So you had to know your inches and then they would say, Oh, you're a curve four. You're a curve two. It was really just renaming a size 18, 22, 24 to something that sounded better because it's nicer to say, Oh, I went in the store and I bought a curve four than to say I'm a size 24 jean or whatever that was. And it was just so confusing. And I was like, maybe instead of like rebranding the name because it's shameful to say I'm a 24, maybe just do an ad campaign where women can own I'm a 24 and these jeans look great on me. I'm a 28 and I look damn good in these. Like maybe like, instead of just hiding it in a different name, I was like, you're still the size you are. You can call it any name you want. You're still the size you are. So why not take away the stigma and just let people feel beautiful at the size they're at while working on it or not working on whatever you're doing than to put like a cutesy name on it and try to like, don't worry, you don't need to be ashamed anymore because we changed the name. It doesn't, it's, it just bugged me. It bugged me so bad. I just think there's, there's so much talk about like body positivity and like positive image and, you know, owning your shit and, you know, like I, I won a sports bra in a wear the sports bra campaign. Like, you know, don't feel ashamed to work out in the gym in your sports bra because it's hot. Like, <laughs> that's fine. I don't care. Um, and then like Gymshark obviously got massive, like slated massively for their posts. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even dare buy something from Gymshark because I don't believe that their sizes are true to size either. So then my protein, like all their sponsored athletes that aren't athletes at all, um, they're all like size sixes, size eights. And like, I'm not the biggest, but I wouldn't like, I sent you, you Nikki, the video today of me in a small sports bra. And I normally I'm a extra small in sports bras because I'm not gifted like you. Um, Big hands. But, Big hands. <laughs> but like again, I felt like I was a sausage in it. <laughs> like, do you know the way you have like the roll between like your armpit and like But your that's body? normal. That's okay and that's normal. It's okay for another issue. Was, Who was is an issue? Body? My boob was that squashed that it was here. I was like, 
Well, no, but even to put another spin on it, is not actually doing the job it's there to do if it's doing that. Mm. You know, if it's cutting in or if it's not providing the correct support. You know, a bra is meant to be functional for reasons, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's but it's the fact that, that those, those bras are £20 or thereabouts and you're expecting whenever you're paying that sort of money that you're going to get something that does what it's supposed to be. So yeah. we could end up down another rabbit hole there of the costing of women's bras, couldn't you? So, oh, please. Uh, you know, um, <laughs> I mean, Shannon, we cannot talk here. <laughs> this has a conversation for Lauren and Shannon. <laughs> I, I think I can talk. I'm, I'm talking. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, and, and yeah, I think it's yeah. There, there's a whole need. To campaign and, and change and come up with common sizing and you know, mm. and, and I believe that men and women should should combat because you're Chris you're you're tall like me and unless you can if you buy a, a tall length t-shirt they're short. They're, yeah, well, the t-shirts are weird. These vanquish ones they've got the tail at the front and the back and if I buy off my protein they sit above waistline. Even though it's a large, and this is a large and it's long, it goes down the tail at the back and the tail at the front. And unless I buy it from specific retailers, uh, the, the t-shirts don't fit because I'm tall. I've got quite a long torso, so they just don't fit. And some websites, my protein's a prime example. I need to buy a an extra large off them, but in other retailers, I'm a large. Exactly. But some, also, some, when you're tall, yeah, and you go up, you go up a sizing. It's not just that; it's that way that you get. Yeah. So then they end up not being the correct fit and they're gaping underneath the arm. Yeah. And, you know, but just because you need an extra, you know, two inches on the bottom. Correct. Like, you know, and that's, that means that I have to go to specific retailers. It means I can't buy fashionable brands, you know, because they're just not long enough. You know, and even though I've come down from being a, you know, a, a three or a four XL tall to an extra large tall, I still have to buy a tall range, but that's not available in standards. Standard yeah. There's a few shirts I've had to buy for work because when I go to customer meetings or whatever, I need to buy a size up and then take it to a tailor to get them to take it in. Otherwise, I'm just wearing a baggy shirt. Well, and if I go the size close. down, it's too... Yeah, exactly. I look like the guy from Big. Right. And he's walking down the street <laughs> with a big shoe suit on. But if I buy the size I'm supposed to fit in, it ends up... It's all stretchy and doesn't fit right and... Where'd you buy that suit? The toilet shop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I've got a friend who's rather short. Um, and another friend, Shannon, not yourself. Um, You're going to say me there. No, <laughs> but he has to roll his trousers up on the bottom. I was going to say, I've always had issues with jeans, getting them the right length. Women's jeans now seem to do the length length. length. Leg length. I can't say that. Fuck. Leg length. <laughs> <laughs> um... But they, if, yeah, if they're not purposely cropped, and even normal length, but cropped <laughs> is about the right size. But if not, they're, they're, around, they're around my fucking ankles. That is why I love Topshop's jeans, because they yes. do it by waist size and leg length, exactly, rather than yeah. your actual size. Mm. Well, and here's the, here's the other thing that cracks me up about jeans, is so if you're plus size, right? Longest time I was always in the plus size range, 16, 18, 20. So they'd make it, I'm a 20, right? So the waist is big enough for me, but they would make the crotch length like this. And I'm like, bitch, if my ass is big enough that I need a 22, 
I'm gonna need more room than this in the front between my vagine and my waist. Like, what are you doing? Like, what is the logic? Like, who has this, is this why, but has like a flat stomach? And nobody, no one, no one. Like, so what was the logic here? Like, I would shove it up and I'm like, great. Half my rear's hanging out. Like, it's, it's wide enough, but like half my ass crack's hanging out. I'm in work right now. Half my ass crack, like... Who did that? Who was on your team? Is anybody plus size on your team? Like, it would make me crazy. I was like, could you just hire me? Could you just hire me to design these? Because you're a mess. You're a mess. While we're on this, and I know it's slightly related, it's not, but women's jean size pockets that are like this fucking deep. Correct. Because we're clumsy and we leave them in places, okay? (laughs) Some of us don't do that. Correct. Some of us aren't girly enough to do that and will never be. I'm like, what Friends am I putting in that pocket? Bigger, pockets have got smaller. What the fuck? Right. Or fake pockets. It looks like a pocket, but oh. it's stitch. Yeah. Why? Yeah, the worst fucking thing. There's a devil. Fake pockets are the devil. Oh. I hate him. That happens. See, but you're staying there, Nikki. That happens in guys' jeans as well. Mm-hmm. You go to put always... something, you're like, oh. I, I, you can't half the jeans I've got. I can't even fit my phone on it. Yeah. If the phone I, pops out the top, I'm what the fuck? Seriously? I thought men's jeans were a bit better, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some of them aren't. It. I buy yeah. Levi Five Elevens, and yeah. it's the only ones I can get that don't show as if I've got no arse. Because other jeans that I buy, I've just got no arse on it, just fucking <laughs> flat. So I buy Five Elevens, slim yeah. fit, not skinny. Because who wears skinny jeans other than the guy for Green Day? No idea who else wears <laughs> fucking skinny jeans. And um. I buy the slim fit ones and the pockets yeah. are tiny. You can't even yeah. fit a can of coke in it. It's tiny. Fucking crap. <laughs> Who puts a can of coke in their jeans? What? Oh, that was man. a very odd reference. Yeah. I've always got a can of coke in Lauren. In Scotland, it was the 750 glass bottles in the back pocket. It's it was, yeah. A half taken of book fast just to go in the back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is the guy from the Diet Coke advert. I don't know. Do, 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 do. That one. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so the message is: Can you please start actually thinking about your customers and you're creating your sizing, and can you uniform it, please, between yourselves? <laughs> Even if they uniformed it like between countries, because I have a <laughs> size ten, like size ten UK that I got in the US, um, just before Christmas. And like I was nearly a size twelve, um, just after Christmas, and they're too big on me, which isn't a bad complaint, but it's the fact that I was going into a size twelve, and a size ten was too big on me, and then I have a size ten from Australia, and it's too small. Like they're all different because apparently an Australian body frame is smaller than what a UK is, and it's just crazy. Make shopping really hard. Like I was buying some work trousers when I was in Poland last week, and obviously they're European sizes, and that's a whole different ball game anyway. <laughs> and I'm there going right conversion chart. Okay, I should be this size. I'm trying them on and they're massive. Okay, right, I should be this size, and I'm trying them on and they don't fit. Yet yeah, they're the same size, just different styles mm-hmm. of trousers. Mm-hmm. I hate, I hate well, that's like when I when I see somebody's yeah. when I see somebody's companies that are Asian. I don't even bother because they're everything's cut in that like Asian slim fit. And like, if you got boobs, you get the tight, you get the top. And I'm like, nope, stripper top, can't do it. Like, it's not, it won't fit over the boob. Like, it's not <laughs> gonna <laughs> happen. Sausage, sausage. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. 
Yeah, that's my problem with H and M. Those, oh, go on, Jack. Yeah, or the arms, or the arms. It's like thunk, and I just hulk out, and it rips, and not going to happen. Remark is uh, rife for it. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like two sizes up just to fit my arms in, and mm-hmm. like, that's only going to get worse as I train them more. <laughs> <laughs> mm. That was the problem with those jeans. So they, they were 14. I'd normally be about, well, before Jaya I'd be about a size 12, but then could also fit in a 10 from H&M as well. So in the same shop, different jeans. Some would be a 10 and some would be a 14. And you'd think maybe the skinny ones, you'd be the biggest size because they're tighter. But no, it was the boyfriend, big baggy fuckers that I had to be in the biggest size. And it's just, it fucks you over mentally. It, like, granted a bit better now. But yeah, it really fucks you up thinking you can be anywhere and crazy sizes like, I used to be so fixated on numbers I had to be this size because if not it was ridiculous those jeans were a bit of a turning point mentally for me and I went right I'm cutting the fucking label out fuck this shit but yeah, I was oh, bonkers like I don't know about you guys but I'm not all about I'm not going to waste my time and energy to go beg a brand to make my size like mm. if like if you don't sell my size that's, that's fine me. I'm going to go give my money over the like Old Navy or wh- whoever makes something that I know I can go in for a good price get my thing and done I don't have the time to sit and like write emails to like Nike or whoever and be like oh come you don't fit my size I don't care I'll go find the person who does and give them my, I'd rather give it to the business that readily accepts there's people this size has a merchandise for it has a line for it than to like beg because some of these other companies will like start a plus size line and it's like barely plus. It's like a bullshit plus size just so they can say they do it to get like street cred. And I'm like, no, this is, this is, you did this, this is bullshit. I so I would rather find. I protein do an XL. I think it's literally an exercise to say we do an XL. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no way it fits an XL. Yep. For so, a short period of time, Victoria's Secret did that. They were like, oh, for our plus size beauties. And I checked their stuff out and I was like, if I put that on, all my shit would be hanging out. Absolutely not. Like it was literally just for street cred. I was like, no, this is like, I would actually like, this is like street walker wear. I was like, no, this is not. It was just for street cred. And I was just like, if you're going to do it, then do it. Pull the trigger and do it and, and live behind the ethics of what you're trying to do and the brand and the, the crowd you're trying to get. But it's like, what brand can, oh, um, a while ago, Amber Crombie came out and they were in hot water because the CEO was like, yeah. our brand isn't for fat people. And I was just like, okay. Like people were like, oh, they were in an uproar and wanted them to start making plus sizes. And I was just like, I no, I'll go. You said all you needed to say. Now I'm going to go and I'm going to give give my money elsewhere. So like, yeah. I'd almost rather they just said, you know what? We don't cater for your size. Fine. Correct. I'll shop at Fabletics. I'll shop at Slaywear. I'll shop at, you know all these other places that do correct there's a brand in in, draw me in with this false sense of security and then exactly there's a there's a there's a brand here in the u.s called hollister i don't know if that's a u yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. hollister had their jeans are this thick i mean they're just like these little like they're they're ridiculous they're for they're for like 15 they're for like 15 year olds like you could also go into what hollister's recruitment policy is (laughs) oh yeah because they, have, they so, actually have a recruitment policy. I never walked into the store because I just glanced. And I'm like, no, that's they, they, they're not. They're not catering to me. They don't want my business. And that's they fine. turn the lights down so you can't see the stuff anyway. Yeah, no good lighting. My mum went in there with head torches once with her friends. They actually went in with proper fucking camping head torches. <laughs> that yeah, that, that's that's Hollister. There we go. Okay, so. I guess that, that moving on then, you know, so there is a clear message. 
you know, sort your effing sizing out. Um, you know, we're making every attempt to come down in size. If you can just help us along the way, because do you know what? We're losing weight. We have to spend a lot of money on clothes because mm. we keep having to buy new stuff. So if you want some more customers and regular customers, wink, wink, you know. <laughs> um, anyway, but so I brought up the thing, and I think I mentioned it last week, and we agreed to kind of bring it up in our topic of conversation about what our ideal weight would be because I was looking at mine and I thought well why have I picked 120 kilograms to be my goal weight it's kind of going but I'm basing it on two sports stars that are my height and similar build and what their weight is and where I would be comfortable with coming down to but I thought I wonder what my ideal weight should be so I googled it and I found one website and it was like ridiculous at like um, I think mine was 80 kilograms. Um, and I was like, oh, in between this range, which you know, we'll, we'll come on to. And I was like, no way. That's like, that's just that impossible. It was 30 kilograms below where I thought it was going to go. 30 kilograms below these sports boxing stars, super fit, slim people. How can you expect somebody of that height to get down to that weight? Yeah, I would be, and I think the common thing that we said when, because we all did it this this week, we've all put our, mm-hmm. our idea weight in was, that's ridiculous, that's stupid, that's that's impossible. I'd have to be anorexic. I'd have to lose yeah. a limb. Yeah, there was there was all these comments, um, and I just thought it was ridiculous that where that is out there as a message from the NHS or from, you know, health boards, you know, world health board, things like that, that are saying this should be your idea. Wait, and they're just copying it. And there's four, I think four different scientific me- methods that are used for it. And they all differ slightly, but it's, it was just astonishing. I thought there's no way. And I thought, I wonder if it was just because they hadn't thought about the tall person, but I've asked, you know, there's a range of sizes on a on a podcast, um, and you guys did it as well. You, what did you find from from that? Mine came out. Sorry, can I can go. No, go on, go on. Mine, mine. <laughs> my my weight when I started the first ever challenge in 2018 was 110 kilograms, which was about 18 stone roughly, I think. And I'm now 95 kilograms, which is about 15 stone give or take, and it's telling me my my range is between, it's not far off at the top end, it's 93 kilograms, so it's two kilograms of a difference at the top end, but the bottom end is 69 kilograms. So that's, that's 20 crazy. kilograms of a difference, which would mean I'd be 10 and a half stone, which is about, I don't know, about 150 pounds. Mine's a 20 kilogram difference as well, the BMI, I'm just on the top end of it, just from losing this weight now, but then there's 20 kilograms yeah, to go no that way. I could still be healthy. I, yeah. Honestly, if you'd have shown me this at the end of the last challenge, I would have done. It's it's pretty fucking triggering, I think. But interestingly, yeah. like, you've, had, you've had the top end the same way I've had the top end, roughly. Yeah. And that, that's the way we wanted to get to, but they're saying, oh, it could be another 20 kilos less. I could be another 20 kilos. I mean, I'd lose a leg or something. I don't, I, honestly, I mean, I've come away, I've done a whole mindset fucking journey with coming away from caring what the weight on the scale says, I know I've got to a number that I thought was okay and I'm now sitting roughly somewhere below that and I think that's part of it but to see that and to go 
I could be I could be classed as healthy. 18, 18 kilograms less. That's crazy. That's a bit scary, really. I mean, I'm very average height, I think, but you know, it's terrible. The biggest problem that with that I find though is if you go for your your health insurance here in the UK, especially yeah. if you go for your health insurance, it impacts what you're going to be spending on your health insurance if you're above what they deem as being overweight. Mm-hmm. I think Jay, Jay Aldern did a classic, was it last year or 18 months ago? Jay Aldern's absolutely fucking shredded. And he went yep. to the health clinic to get his health checkup done and they told him he was obese yeah. based on his BMI. And he's like, no, hold on a minute. What's that? No. I've been told that um, what's my diabetes? Obviously, I've been in Tanix my whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, they based you on that from the day you enter the clinic. And I've been told that whenever I was like 13, 14, and I was doing five, six different sports. Um, I was a healthy teenager, but because I'm so short, uh, I was classified as being overweight, obese. Like, yeah, yes. as a teenage girl, could like, fuck you up. I yeah. was in my ideal BMI, I'd be seven stone. Like, where in your right mind would that be healthy? I wouldn't have a healthy functioning period. I'd have like there'd be so many other health conditions that I would have to add on on top of being so underweight. Like it's not it's couldn't be healthy. And there's there's a presumption with that number, right? So for both of my pregnancies, I had two fabulous pregnancies. Um, healthy, beautiful deliveries, not a blip, nothing. But every time I walked into that, because I was very strict of myself, I ate really healthy, I kept myself moving, like I really took brilliant care of myself because I knew I was going into the pregnancies overweight. And every time I walked into the office, if I got a new nurse, she'd be like, how's your diabetes? I was like, I don't have gestational diabetes. And they'd be like, oh, your blood pressure is probably through the roof. I was like, nope, my blood pressure is good. There was a presumption because I was the size I was that my health must be a disaster as soon as they were going to do tests. And I had two great pregnancies. That's not to say there aren't women who are plus size who struggle through pregnancy because they're super unhealthy, but you can't classify people by a number. You can't look at that number on the scale and assume this person's a disaster or assume they're doing great. You know what I mean? Like I never, diabetes is a classic one. Shannon, I would never guess like looking at you that you have diabetes, right? Like you wouldn't, you can't do that game, like that health with people. Mm. On the flip side of that, though, sorry. That's a three and a half stone swing. Yeah, I've just been sat in my head doing maths. I have, it's like, mm. in that range for each of us. It's a three and a half stone swing that you're saying that's healthy. Well, twenty percent decrease in weight. I've just worked out mine mm. roughly. That's ridiculous. That's scary. At my at my height, they want me on the on the the chart or whatever, the way somewhere in the range of 115 to 120 pounds. I haven't weighed that since I was probably in like first grade. <laughs> like, like, but legit, like there's no way my body's literally not capable of being that size between genetics and like everything else. So, you know, that's like 40 pounds more off of my frame now. That's, that's crazy to me. But the scary thing is, on the flip side of that, it's, if, someone who is new to a fitness journey are trying to lose weight and they see that they think right i need to be that weight and then they fall pregnant they're very unhealthy at that weight to be carrying a child surely mm. it's going to be 20 kilograms under where they're supposed to be yeah, yeah. The, the, it's just absolutely fucking nuts to think that's it's information is put out there i'm having a healthy period because 
Um, having done triathlon and followed triathlon, it's the women who drop the, especially triathletes are dropping you know, weight to like sometimes be really low levels because it matters in endurance sport. A lot of those women can't have a healthy period and, and then will struggle to have children because they're at too low a body weight. Because your body does. Your body needs some fat to be able to be yeah. childbearing. You know? Ian speaks of it, yeah, because of like you're going to carry a child, you need fat on your hips. Yeah, yeah. That was the first time, honestly, when I first found James Smith, that I that that was what turned me on the most is I happened to catch him on one of his things talking about women's health. And I saw one of his lives and somebody was asking about, oh, I'm five weeks postpartum. I want to get back to the thing. And he was like, you're five weeks postpartum. Like, nourish your baby, nourish your body. Like, don't worry about that piece yet. And I respected that immensely because the, there was just so much this pressure and Hollywood and TV and whatever. And like, mm. oh, to bounce back and all that bullshit. And he was like, you have time. Like, focus on you and your baby. That'll, like... Go for a walk, maybe, but like, don't you need to nurse? You need to do all these other things. And I just respected that immensely because, you know, it's just you got to take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I think my. Oh, no, sorry, God. Oh, it's it's kind of related. It's that I never really, as a kid, or I don't want to say kid, but even going through uni, I don't think I ever weighed myself. Wasn't first put on a bit of weight through uni because alcohol um and I just there's one point in my life that I only remember ever being shamed weight wise and I've never been I've never been that I've never been that much bigger than I was at the start of the JSA but I remember the nurse after just for like going on different periods every now and again when you get your pill check I think it's every six months and then they weigh they wear you take your blood pressure yada yada I think I had this appointment sort of mid-exam season pretty stressful uh it was partway through the day already so I'd already eaten I was in a pretty fucking stressful time stepped on the scales having not no, never take a fucking interest in the numbers because at that time it just it didn't matter education was more important and that was what mattered and I had the nerves I stepped on the scales obviously fully clothed and could have been wearing different things last time stepped on the shirt oh you've put on a bit of weight since last time haven't you are you kidding are you fucking kidding I've got exams in two days I am eating because I need energy and you fucking kidding and it set me off didn't last very long because I ate and I had exams and that was it but it's it scares me how readily available that information is and how mm. weight it's such an important fact i can't i couldn't tell you how much it was and i couldn't tell you what i looked like i don't think i was I don't know i don't know i haven't gotten any idea but i was it's like that's how detrimental that can be it's it's easy i'm like reading that so i could be 20 kilograms less that's scary like lauren said i don't think i'd ever be 20 kilograms less well and like if, if you want like a really funny story like a Please. very quick one so <laughs> um you know i just wish it, it plays back to like I wish that in healthcare and and with health practitioners or or physical therapists or or, or uh, personal trainers it could just be a more open dialogue and not so like touchy because like um, I had seen a doctor for a while this is before kids and uh, I had the same doctor and she was always kind of weird about talking about weight like she didn't want to hurt my feelings or like whatever about it but I've always been plus size so I didn't really give shit so anyway I I wasn't feeling well blah 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 took a pregnancy test I was pregnant this is when I got pregnant with my daughter so I go to see her and I was like, I don't understand. I'm on birth control. Like, how did this happen? She's like, oh, which one are you on? I said, oh, orthotricycline low. And she goes, oh, that's only for this weight bracket. If you're way more than this weight bracket, the efficacy, like the, the reliability goes down. And I was like, that's good information that would have been helpful prior to me getting <laughs> pregnant. 
Like, maybe we should have, like, did you not realize? Like, and of course, you know, it was a, it was a happy accident. And I, my daughter was great. But, like, at the time, I was like, this is a cover. You didn't think this was important to tell me? She was like, oh, yeah, that was probably because of your weight. And I was like, <laughs> like, I'm already pregnant now. That's why they do these weight checks. <laughs> right. And I was like, you weigh me every appointment. This was my OBGYN. Like, this was it's a not, GYN. You pay for your health care? Do you not? Oh, yeah. I'm religion. <laughs> yeah I was like so can I charge you for all the costs related to this pregnancy because this is your fault but um but you know wow. it just just goes to show you that happened because she was so weird about talking about weight she couldn't be like oh you're a little heavier you should be on this dosage or you should be on a different kind now so I had a um instance with my doctor and it's not to be fair it's not pregnancy related <laughs> but um I went to see my doctor I'd lost four stone and I was gymming really hard and I had pain in my foot and I went to see my doctor and I was sort of talking her through it and bearing in mind she's got my like weight history again from like pill checks and stuff and um the first thing she said was "Hmm, it might be because of your weight it might be because you're heavy and I was like right where are you going with this she was like maybe if you lost a bit of weight at which point I saw red and I was like (laughs) I'm not being funny, but since the last time I've been in here, I've lost four stone. I didn't have this problem with my foot before. And now you're telling me it's because I'm heavy. Mm. And she was like, oh, uh, 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 oh, yeah. Well, you know, just keep going with that. And I was like, how dare you judge me because I am heavy. I'm four stone lighter than I was. I'm coming to you with an issue. Don't just tell me it's because I'm heavy. Sure. But I have to say... I, I just have to say, as somebody who works in healthcare, I can't tell you how many times I've sat across from a patient who's at the hospital who's ordered three breakfast trays full of like bacon, eggs, cheese, fried, whatever, who is like pushing 400 pounds and they're livid that we haven't controlled their back pain. Livid. And I'm like, and so like it, it has to be a partnership, but it has to be a partnership. Yeah. So like your doctor knows you, your doctor yeah. knows your history. She shouldn't have walked in and judged you because she knows, exactly. oh, if so I'm it has to be a partnership. I put four stone on, fine. Exactly, exactly. But the fact that I weighed four stone less than the last time I was in there, like, madness to me. Yeah. yeah. And it's that generalization that because my BMI's high, that must be the problem because I'm carrying more weight. It's got, I mean, even when I was speaking to my, my dad last week, you know, and his, yeah, he's been going, I can't even remember what he's going for, but. The doctor's response is, well, you're 65 now. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, why does my age, but okay, I am going to start to break down in my body, but can we actually look at the issue, please? It's not just, you know, it's not just my age. My age might be the reason, but can we do something about it? You know, there's, um, yeah, if my weight's the issue, then, you know, have a chat with me. If it's, you know, I'm, I mean, I've got an even worse story than that is, so my, friend's mum had a brain tumour and for 12 weeks prior to the match of diagnosing it was a, a brain tumour her doctor sent her home on painkillers every single time and didn't even order a brain scan and it's like you know actually if you'd picked up on it maybe something could be done maybe something couldn't have but you were going and going take neurofen take neurofen take neurofen you know so, that happened a girl in my class until she collapsed and had to get blue from 
my hometown, uh, just outside of Oma, to Belfast, which is like an hour and a half's drive. Like, and that was about four years ago and she had complained of severe headaches for about maybe a year and they just palmed it off yeah. as well. If somebody's coming back to you regularly and saying, they're still there, they're still there, still there, have a look. Like, you know, it's just too, it seems to be too easy to say, and I'm, I'm not blaming it. I've had some really good doctors and I've had some that are just not willing to look at it. And, you know, I know the GPs are multi-skilled and they're there as really as a decision of, should we refer them to X, Y, or Z? But there has to be some limits and some lines to, you know, to how things are, are looked at. Um, but I guess that's a whole another discussion. Um, and um, you know, and, and you know, just to re-emphasize, there are some brilliant healthcare, you know, out there, and people that are actually, you know, there's those that are in healthcare because it's a a um, not an occupation, a a calling, like yeah, a, a passion. Calling. Yeah, passion. And I'm going to add in that I believe that something slipped through the net in the NHS anyway, for the fact of that they're very overworked. Yeah. And they're just mentally tired. So, like we all know what it's like on a day to day basis, where we're tired and things slip through the net. Like it's only going to happen to them. Absolutely, especially this time, the NHS as a whole are doing a brilliant job. The, the care workers are doing a brilliant job. So when you know, we're definitely not going down that road at the moment. It's um, you know, but um, I don't even know how we got here. But there's, you know, um, your weight um is an important factor in people's health, but it's not always the defining factor. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's it's necessarily about slamming the, the doctors or anything like mm -hmm. that. It's, mm -hmm. it's the overall advice that they get. They get that this BMI should be this. You know, that's how they're taught. Um, and we get it. If we look on the NHS or government website or whatever, like at what our, our weight range should be, that's where the education needs to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it should be just a guideline, not a hard and fast rule. Yeah. I think that's the problem. Yeah. yeah. And, and if it is a guideline, make sure it's realistic. Yeah. It's actually mm -hmm. what people's weight should be. Mm -hmm. And if you're if you're weighing yourself and you're carrying more muscle, you're going to be a bit heavier. You know? Yeah, it's um, you know, and, that, and people who carry too much muscle can also have the same fat, you know, problems as fat that carry. Yeah, and like the the NHS have a website now where you can find out what how many calories you should eat to be in a deficit. Um, and my friend does that. So she, she looked at it on that and she's followed that and she's done really well and she's lost loads of weight and she's looking fantastic. But she could quite easily rebound because it's not a sustainable <laughs> deficit. So I don't quite know where they're getting this information from. Somebody posted on the JSA group yesterday about the 800 cal diet or something. Oh, I saw that. And someone had said that it's not sustainable, but then I'd seen Mike who commented saying that it actually is because they stay on the 800 calories or something for a year, I think it was, he said. And then they're at the same time, they're teaching them about calories. So then they can reintroduce it after the year into their life. Um, yeah. So how long are they on 800 calories? A year. For a year. 800 a day for a year. Mm -hmm. Fuck off. <laughs> There's more in my morning coffee. 
<laughs> I'd have for breakfast this morning. My breakfast was 800 calories. My BMR is more than 800 calories. <laughs> I need more than that to live. That's mad. I've heard of people doing the 5-2 diet, but they have, like, say, 2,000 calories a day for five days and 500 for two days. But that's just their way of getting their deficit. I've seen yeah. that. Well, but that and that's was... like, um, I think I posted or I brought it up in a different podcast. Here in the U.S., they approve that if you're a child under the age of 18 and your BMI is over, like, XYZ for your weight, for your height, you can get approved for bariatric surgery now. And I was horrified. What? Horrified. Yeah. So if you're under the age of 18 with parent permission, you can have bariatric surgery now if your BMI doesn't fit, like whatever. And I was like, what are we teaching a 14-year-old who's like dramatically overweight or 10-year-old or whatever? That would have been me. I mean, we're teaching them you need surgery to be able to, I mean, you are the most flexible and changeable and adaptable as a child. That's the easiest time to change a habit, to change your body, to get those good habits. And we're teaching them, no, you can't do it on your own. You need a surgery to achieve it. And I was just so angry when I saw that. It was just, just bad that. It would make them think to themselves, oh, it's okay, I'll just get the surgery when I'm older. I'll just Correct. I'll just yeah. it. Correct. I'll it's just a moneymaker. It money well, talking yeah. of um, advertisers and things, so I don't know if I saw an advert last night for Zupa and mm -hmm. the child in the advert must be 10 or 12 and is weighing three times the amount that that child should weigh. Mm -hmm. And Zupla have gotten featured in there as jumping on the bed. And it's like, I think the message is something like, oh, when they find the right house for you, you're able to act like Stephen or whatever it is. And I thought, is that the size of our children? Is that the, you know, not maybe the, you know, a low size, you would use it, but is that the average size of our children now? In which case, we've got a lot of problems coming because the way that parents have fed their children and allowed them to have. And you know, made a lot of choices about you know, and if that's what's coming, and if that's now normalised because it's on an advert, you know, what messages, you know, psychological messages is that sending? You know, um, and the way the child jumps onto the bed, I don't have to believe that child was able to jump on the bed like that. So um, you know, and and that, it, it, I just thought, you know, because I'm not saying we should promote the skinny <clears throat> child or whatever, but I just thought we've normalised that size now. And it's, I just thought it was quite... I've seen family members of mine and I've seen I've been a little bit frustrated about it, but not said anything. And I've saw so the family members in question are, are quite heavy. And they've had a two or three year old kid and I've handed them a full fat McDonald's Coke and they've only been two or three years old. Now kids that miss a large full fat just having a drink of juice and I'm thinking um, that's you're just handing that to your kid and they're already quite overweight and now you see that kid five years later who's now seven or eight years old and they can't go out and play with their friends the normal way usual kids would because they're just too overweight they can't keep up you see them wearing they're having to wear 14 year old kids clothes because they don't fit into nine year old kids clothes because they're too big and uh, I, I don't know, things like that just annoy me when the parents could be in control of helping that situation. And it's not always the case. I'm not saying it's always the parents' fault. But there's a, a situation where parents have control over helping their kids not pick up those bad habits. And just looking at those parents I'm talking about, they're that bad way anyway. So they're just passing that on to their kids. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And there's an element of control and responsibility to the parents to stop that from happening from time to time. It's not always the case. Sometimes I've seen skinny parents and slim parents with heavy set kids. It happens. There might be other things for that, but you can clearly see from that kid's life, they've always been fed too mm-hmm. much when they've been that age. And it's, it's, it's the way things sometimes it's going, which is a shame. So, deeply meaningful there. So, um, are we. We've aired a disgruntlement across that subject. Um, yeah, so are we, is there anything more to add or should we, we wrap it up? Are we doing filters or? The, I think we, we, discussed, no, we discussed that, I think, in one of the earlier episodes, didn't we? About filters and Instagram. Yeah, I think Fiona brought that one up, didn't she? Yeah. Where we discussed, you know, we discussed that good lighting, all of that stuff with people trying to yeah. their, their Instagram posts. Um, I mean, if there's a topic of discussion around it, we can discuss that. I just don't want to end up down a rabbit hole. Where I think we're in danger of that today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've opened a lot of cans of worms in different subjects. Yeah. yeah. I think the thing is they're starting to look at bringing in this hashtag filtered or hashtag edited or whatever it is. I can't remember what the hashtag is. And I think that's really good, especially when you're looking at paid posts and, you know, those people that you call influencers, knowing that their photos are edited as much as you already know by looking at it, but them having to admit that it's edited. But they they have to admit it's edited? No, they're looking at bringing that in. But but that's that's not going to be an automatic thing, is it? They're going to have to type hashtag edited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So but then they get out if it's the same as hashtag ad. If you get yeah. found that you haven't put it, then you get in trouble. Yeah. And well, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Um. Well, thank you for listening to our uh, disgruntlement. Um, <laughs> it's a bit of a change from the spider last week, isn't it? It is a bit of a change. We've gone back <laughs> to serious. We, we see. We can be back to serious. <laughs> um, and um, you know, if anybody's got any thoughts, they can always comment and you know, share it on your stories. Please go and you know, have a go at my protein because um, that that wasn't right, um, and all the other ones that we've we've mentioned. Um, we will be back next week, hopefully with a near enough full squad, maybe for the the, the kind of end of challenge update where we are. Um, it's been. A long 12 weeks for a lot of people. I know it's probably been a long 12 weeks for our listeners. Good luck for your last couple of days and your final pictures. I'm sure that you've, you know, if you've got this far, you've done brilliantly. Um, and hopefully the podcast has helped you keep going throughout it. Um, we'll try and make it kind of nice, lightheartedly next week. And um, we'll have a drink. We might yeah. have a drink. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Party poppers. Um, so, um, but yeah, if anybody's got any anything they want us to discuss, you you know where we are, um, and we appreciate everybody kind of sticking with us for for the twelve weeks. So yeah, thank you very much, and we'll speak to you next week. <laughs>